The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org. Given my background in organized labor and socialist politics, and my current work as a faith organizer for an economic justice nonprofit, it's no surprise I will begin among our converging themes today by addressing the International Workers' Holiday of May Day, as honored in our reading by the great poet Langston Hughes. This holiday originated in the U.S. Officially, it began when a U.S. delegate to an 1889 International Labor Conference in Paris proposed successfully to adopt May 1st as a worldwide holiday to commemorate the martyrs of a deadly mass shooting on May 4th, 1886, in Chicago's Haymarket Square. Union workers and their allies rallied at the square to protest police murders of local strikers. After an unknown assailant, presumed to be an agent provocateur, threw a bomb, police opened fire on the crowd, killing some of their own on the dark, rainy night. In total, seven police and four protesters died. Martial law was declared nationally, not just in Chicago. Nine labor and anarchist leaders were charged with murder in a notoriously corrupt trial. Four were executed, including Albert Parsons, the white husband of Lucy Parsons, a well-known black and indigenous labor leader who had been born into slavery. A fifth died in jail, allegedly by suicide, but most likely murdered. The others avoided immediate execution and were later pardoned. However, May 1st, as a labor holiday to fight for the eight-hour day, had been implemented in some places several years earlier than Haymarket. Around the same time, some unions were already celebrating a less politicized day held early in September. Fearing that May 1st, already connected to anarchism and socialism, would become the more popular day for celebrating labor, President Grover Cleveland, with the support of some more conservative labor figures, proposed our current Labor Day on September 4th. Ironically, most countries, but not the U.S., still officially celebrate May 1st as International Workers' Day. As support for organized labor has once again increased and opposition to capitalism has become almost mainstream among younger U.S. Americans, I am delighted that in recent years, May Day is being reclaimed to celebrate labor and left radicalism generally, even by some elements of the official labor movement. More and more of us are beginning to recognize that our very survival as humanity depends on developing a social system not controlled by the greed of a few. I hope many of you will march in San Francisco's May Day Parade tomorrow. Of course, May 1st is not just a labor holiday. In fact, the date was chosen originally because it coincided with May Day, 
a popular holiday with a far older significance based on the ancient Celtic festival of Beltane, which is celebrated primarily in Ireland, but also in Scotland, Wales, and parts of England. And as was stated earlier in the service, Beltane falls halfway between the spring equinox and the summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere, and was one of the four major seasonal festivals celebrated in ancient Celtic religion, and has now been adopted by modern paganism. Held at the height of spring, as you have heard, Beltane is a happy holiday associated with fertility and sexuality and the blessings of the coming harvest season, theologically, as was said, honoring the sacred union of God and goddess. It is a good day to conceive a child, get married, or renew one's wedding vows. After today's service, we will be celebrating Beltane by making traditional floral wreaths and dancing around a maypole, rituals popular even among those who no longer associate them with their religious roots. Modern paganism, like most other religions traditions today, offers a range of belief from the literally supernatural to the purely metaphorical, allowing us to connect deeply via ritual and contemplation to the powerful rhythms of our natural environment. For those of us having white European ancestry, it has an added bonus in that it allows us to participate in the profundity of Earth-centered religion without superficially or exploitatively adopting practices from contemporary indigenous Earth-centered cultures oppressed by racist colonialism. While we will never know exactly what ancient European cultures believed or practiced, whether Celtic or otherwise, modern paganism draws on what we do know. It shares some common features with other Earth-centered religions, but does not take away from them, thus making it ethically accessible to people from a range of ethnic backgrounds. As I often like to point out, the root meaning of religion comes from the Latin religio, meaning to reconnect or realign. Modern paganism teaches us to realign, realign with our source in the natural world, to reconnect to our awe and wonder, to both our love and fear of the unrelenting forces that create, destroy, and ultimately recycle us. It draws on a spirit of equanimity analogous to the biblical language in Job, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It helps us develop the humility to recognize our interdependence with natural forces, a necessary realization now more than ever in the face of human engendered climate crises that threaten to destroy us entirely. Also, with that realization, we can add to both the political and religious significance of May Day the fact that almost 100 years ago, the term May Day was adopted as a radio distress signal for life-threatening emergencies, with its origins in the French phrase, Mede, 
meaning help me. Used primarily by airplane pilots and ship captains, it is reserved only for the most extreme circumstances, usually involving the likelihood of immediate mass casualties, such as imminent plane crashes. Legally, mayday calls take precedence over all other radio transmissions. What a convergence. A religious holiday, humbly and joyfully celebrating the renewal of life. A political holiday that offers a potential path to survive into a just and equitable human future. And a distress signal that ought to remind us why both of these holidays are so desperately needed. That these three meanings of May Day converge is to me of great spiritual significance. The May Day climate disaster call has been going out for years, but it is only with increasingly obvious changes in the Earth's weather patterns, creating massive hurricanes, floods, fires, and droughts, impacting so many of us that we are now recognizing the human plane is crashing already for some, but soon for all, our children and grandchildren, if not ourselves. This is an existential crisis of humanity beyond historical precedence. Mitigating climate change and developing political and alternative alt economic alternatives to capitalism should take precedence above all other transmissions of government and enterprise. We can no longer tolerate a system that puts the short-term greed of maybe a million or so people above the survival of humanity and all other life on Earth. Yet the problem is that tiny minority controls government and enterprise. The rest of us do not. Until we have the political power to stop their madness, there really is very little we can do to prevent the crash. That is why we need the workers' holiday of May Day, to remind us that individually we are powerless, but collectively we create the wealth that enriches the few who use it to destroy the many. That is our secret superpower. Nothing gets done without us. And we seem to be the last ones in on the secret. We need to organize to use our power into unions, community coalitions, political parties not controlled by the rich. We need to overcome the divisions the greedy few have always used to prevent us from uniting. We need to persuade our siblings in the military to defy orders we need to demand a just transition from exploitative extractive industry to take over local governing bodies to build a base for future power. It's time we answer the call of Haymarket. Lastly, we need to be reminded why we care enough to try. And that is where May Day, Beltane, the religious holiday, comes in. Throughout human history, 
we have turned to religion to figure out the juxtapositions of life and death, winter and summer, pain and pleasure. We bask in the pleasures of our bodily senses, yet suffer extreme pain. Why? We fall in love, conceive and give birth, knowing that suffering and death await our lovers and children too. Why? We are awed by the beauty and feel at one with the vastness of a nature that surpasses our wildest imagination for cruelty. Come on, creator. Larvae who eat other living bugs from the inside out. I mean, why? No wonder Earth-centered religions still speak to us. They accept those contradictions, ask us to live humbly and in awe with what is. They may conjure fanciful worlds, but to ground us better in the obvious one whose mysterious forces we must respect, for better or worse. We are alive, right here, right now. Life is hard, and life is beautiful nonetheless. We need Beltane to remind us that renewal and joy and celebration are as much our birthright as death and pain and destruction. Otherwise, why bother caring enough to save the world? And I know we do care. So happy May Day, everyone. Thank you. Beltane, a time to reflect on the cycles of life, a time to let the vulnerability of our love for each other and everything that makes up our lives come to light in heartfelt supplications to the deities of nature. A time to celebrate the joy from which life emanates. A time to relinquish our intellectual bluster and give ourselves to instinct. Embody the sensual, the irrepressible urges of the universe. Who knows why we are here? Who cares? What a wonder it is to be dust come to consciousness, to witness the improbable alchemy that animates everything under the moon. Another season, another journey round the sun. Girls emerge as maidens, mothers ripen into crones, how precious, how short, how real the gift of life. Let us be joyful, let us be feral, let us be present for this day, this season we're sharing together. This time will never come again. You and I will never come again. So, 
Let us walk through the purifying smoke of the bales we've set on fire, singing, this is us, all of it, this, this is us, and dance, dance till there's nothing left but embers, till our doubts are rendered ashes, till the only thing left burning is love. Mm -hmm.